Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan. And going clockwise, I'm joined here by Tristan. What's up, everybody? Vera. Hi, guys. And a very special guest today from the Redbeard podcast, Cooley. Yo, what's up? Yeah, I... I wow, very special. That's <laughs> that's cool status. I like it. So special, in <laughs> fact. Um, so before we even get into sort of our podcast... Uh, our special guest from the Redbeard podcast. Why don't you to give us like a two minute elevator pitch about what Making you guys me do? Feel way, way too special yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> Not as special as when I put this crown on your head. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's so sparkly. Giant. It's so heavy. <laughs> it's encrusted with gems. I'm sure uh, it's partly magical. Yeah, just, you know, I'm from the Red Beer Podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not, but uh, we basically just talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, politics every now and then because we don't, it gets a little muddy when we do that. But uh, so we try to, you know, keep politics out of it, but sometimes it creeps in. It's really difficult to keep it out. Culture's not Um, made in a political vacuum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, we're, yeah, it's, we just have a lot of fun, man. We sit around, we talk, we have guests on the show sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, you know, looking forward to having you guys on. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Where can we find you guys? Redbeardpodcast.com. And what, what uh, I actually don't even know is what, what channels are you uh, available on to if, like, there's an RSS Everywhere. feed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're, dude, we're on YouTube, Spreaker, uh, Stitcher um itunes right itunes yeah. at yeah definitely I, yeah, iTunes. I, I, it, but it's the conversation has to happen yeah that, i mean that aggravates me though because like when people listen to us on itunes i have zero idea that you're listening to mm-hmm. us because like they don't give us any stats yep. really? um, yeah really yeah itunes yeah. is pretty pretty weird like that it is, they it have is. a lot of issues I, I was actually listening to another podcast on the way up here um and they were talking about how and this is a podcast that has like 10 20 000 viewers every every uh, week when they put out their podcast and they were talking about how YouTube not only, not only doesn't give you good stats, it's hard to tell, you know, especially since they cap the reviews um, before they start displaying them, but also like things happen, like the last 30 seconds of a podcast might get cut off. They might mess up the order of your podcast somehow, which yeah. is alarming well, to me because it's an RSS let's, feed. Right? Let's never but, forget what happened to us early on. Well, that was my fault. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was, no. that was user error. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the blame for that yeah, one. And, but. We, and actually we're talking about iTunes. You said YouTube earlier, and that's actually one of the reasons why I want to, I kind of want to start putting these up on YouTube with like. I don't know, maybe just a blanket image or something. On yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, since um, we're getting into it, I mean, you can find us on YouTube. You can yeah. find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. The Grams, baby. The Grams. Yeah. Uh, we're everywhere. It, it's, we do have a Pinterest. Mm, it's yeah. all Red Beard Podcast. I don't do anything on Pinterest, though. Like, if you go to Pinterest, <laughs> you'll probably get a blank page with our logo, which is fine, right? You, you have a Tumblr. Pin it. <laughs> <laughs> on tumblr i'm a minority yeah. <laughs> i have a tumblr but that's just because i was messing around with making an account and that i didn't is... yeah I just... so maybe pretty much like uh in that weird robert zemeckis beowulf when he just like lists all the things he is that's you but with podcasts yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think the one thing i really admire and respect about your podcast is that you have consistency to it mm. <laughs> actual oh, honest you. to god <laughs> consistency right so one thing that people with podcasts look for is consistency. It's like kind of listening we to your friends to chat. And we used to, and we don't anymore. Um, I mean, so I really admire and respect that about we're, you guys. We're, 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 we'll get, get there. We'll get there. But I appreciate I that. We actually, we, I mean, we take 
pretty great pride in that. I mean, like it's like even if there are, there are weeks where we don't really want to do it, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, you know, like we 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 do it because we feel like we owe it to the people that listen to us. So um, you know, we'll get together and we'll we'll find something to talk about, uh, and that's what it usually comes down. To. It's not that we don't want to do it. It's just that sometimes it's really nothing to talk about, and you kind of got to you know scrape some things together or like you know try to figure something out that's original or new or whatever that that you can you know talk for an hour about uh which is it's not easy it's not as easy as people think no. yeah it's that's, a hustle yeah that's one of the problems we had last month was in the month of february like nothing came out and we're well, primarily a gaming cast and we had stuff we wanted to talk about we just couldn't get and together. then march came yeah, yeah. And, and all the things happened all, all the things came <laughs> out, <laughs> out. Yeah. so uh everyone should check out the Redbeard podcast but uh I think uh, Dan, do you want to like uh, list oh, out our orderable? Well, here, before do? we before we get started, I just want to give a little history lesson. Long ago, Thanks. in the ancient mists of time, in an ancient dimension known only to those who live there as the Fruit Stand, two different podcasts simultaneously sort of sprang into existence. This is the first time they've actually met outside of this. So, in a way, the Spoilercast and Redbeard are kind of brother and sister podcasts yeah i could see that yeah both coming from the same place yeah both kind of evolving simultaneously and independently of each other and now we're coming together for like a family reunion are we getting ready to like fight like some rival people i feel like you're like gassing me up for like yeah. like like braveheart or some shit like so unfortunately, i mean i don't know about you bastards at giant Bob. all i know is is that i'm always up for a good old street fight you <laughs> can theme now nice dan that's your that's your cue what what Dan, Dan Insert is... Ken's theme right now. Oh, no thanks. Maybe Giles theme. All right. We've done I'll, that before. I'll do Always Giles theme. theme. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so we are going to actually be on the Red Beer mm-hmm. podcast uh, in another episode with them, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about PAX East, yes. which happens pretty close to us, um, yep. as well as Iron Fist. Yep. But on today's episode of the Spoiler Cast, we're going to chat a bunch about Zelda Breath of the Wild, but not in a spoilerific way. I think we'll segment another episode for that. Yeah. What the fuck was that noise? It's a goddamn phone. Oh, I thought it was a cricket. Uh, and at the Focus. and at the end of the episode, uh, the end, end of, of the, the episode, episode, we're gonna spoil something. So we've been doing a lot of movies lately. We did Rogue One. Um, we did Doctor. Strange. We did Doctor Strange, and we're actually gonna talk about Logan. Yeah. Today, which you guys talked about already on your last St. Patty's Day podcast, the Redbeard podcast. Yeah, but I can talk about Logan yeah. again. Like I. <laughs> I'll talk about Logan like every day for the rest of the year if you want me to. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we will awesome. be spoiling that puppy, but we'll get there when we we'll get there. We'll spoil the crap out of that. Okay, I'm back. That was just a call you, from Best Buy. And that's the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So I guess we'll just jump right into it, right? Let's just start talking about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Everybody's been hyping it out. Get it for the Switch. Get it for the Wii U. How good is it? Everybody's saying it's amazing. Is it like Skyrim? Is it like uh, that other game? Not Far Cry. The other one, Just is it, Cause. Is it like it's the like, Princess Mononoke? That was my like, question because that's what the trailer looks like. Is it Legend like. of Zelda meets Dark Souls? Anyway, it's like my first Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That's a good way to Kitty's, put it. Kitty's first Skyrim. sort of. Uh, I can Nintendo's get into it a little bit, first but. Skyrim. I mean, it's just as it's just as huge, right? Like huger, yeah. huger. Well. I, I mean, do you think it's even? You think it's bigger even with like all the add-ons and stuff like that for Skyrim? 
I think so. Um, I, I think the big thing, though, is they added a third dimension to it, right? So with Skyrim, technically you could climb mountains with those horse glitches and whatever. No, no, you just walk straight <laughs> up the goddamn mountain. Right, but it's not intended, right? It's more of like a, an X and a Y plane kind of traversal, where with Zelda right. it really is full three dimensions. It's X, Y, and Z dimension, right? You can go left, right, up, down, and then you can go up. Nope. Straight, backwards, left, right, but now you can go up. So you can climb just about everything, um, unless it's a MacGuffin-like wall that you can't climb for whatever reason. You can, which is very rarely the case. It's always surprising when it when it's the case. You can climb just about anything in the entire game, and you're only limited by kind of your stamina, kind of the tools you've kind of gotten to on your way out uh, out the door, and kind of your imagination based on kind of what what you're doing and how you're looking to get up. Yeah, the the breakable weapons pissed me off at first. Yeah, the the breakable weapons are uh, are very interesting. I think they're probably the the worst part of the game. I, I think uh, we we can agree. I know people have heard about it, I, I, and I want to I want to avoid spoilers um, for the most part. But I will say that I think most people know about the breakable weapons and everything like mm-hmm. that. It's their solution for exploration, which I love. That you can pretty much pick up every weapon in the entire game and wield it, um, and they have different properties, different power attacks. You know, you, you can always experiment with it. Later on in the game, you get other abilities that kind of enhance those. Um, it is also, I think, the first Zelda game made very, almost intentionally, for speedrunners. Yeah, so you can beat the game already. I think the world record right now is at like 52 minutes or something yep, like that, or 53 minutes that they beat the entire game. You can just go straight to the final boss. Right. But it's not recommended, and you will probably get your ass kicked. Oh, Yeah. And that's the other thing about this new Zelda, and you can speak to it too, uh, Kuli, I'm sure, is is that it's it's very hard. Uh, or, oh, yeah. Or it will – hard is almost not the right word because it is hard, but it's a more like – Challenging? It, it's sort of like you always have to be on your guard because something can kick your ass and kill you in one hit almost always. Even, even I got killed I by a goat. Yeah. <laughs> a goat. Legit. Yeah. Not yeah. not the greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean, okay. an yeah. actual <laughs> fucking goat. Yeah. So you got mad at me and then ran Michael, me. Michael Jordan. And I was dead. <laughs> well, all right, so, so Tom Brady <laughs> does not make an appearance in this game. It just kills you. No. So, so to be fair, to be fair, we've always known that domesticated wildlife in Zelda is dangerous. Right. This is Zelda we're talking about. Where attacking chickens is like starting the apocalypse. Yep. Where they will chase you for the rest of your goddamn life if you're not careful. Um, I will also say that I've been playing Nier Automata and I have been killed by a moose. Yep. In that game. Nice. Nice. Sweet. Maybe we can talk <laughs> about that a little bit too. But so, um. Oh, oh. But in terms of back to Zelda, like I have not played Zelda yet. Right. Uh, and I know you don't want to give a ton of spoilers, but like, what's kind of the plot of this one in the nu- in a nutshell? Oh, like, I th- yeah, I think it's one of the first quests you get. Right. Destroy yeah. Ganon. That's it, that's it, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very simple. What's cool about the story in, in, in the Zelda game is it doesn't try too hard, like yeah. some of the yeah. others did, to tell some ridiculous, I don't know, exposition you're around. You're here. You're the hero of time. <clears throat> Go slay Ganon. Right. That's the main Save quest, the right? And that's the main story, right? So I haven't done any of the. Uh, what are they? The not the guardians, but what are what are the uh, the divine beasts? The divine beasts, yeah. I haven't yeah. done any of those quests yet, um, because you can do that. You can totally like just do like tons of other shit yep. before you start doing like the main yep. quests. But have you done any of them? I've done all of them. So when you do the divine beast quest, like, do you get like the divine beast like on your side? Like, are they like just chilling with you? Like, is this like is this like Voltron? Like, are you trying to collect like <laughs> the five mystical lions? Well, so, yeah. 
with the pilots? Like, do you get the pilots and everything? Or? So, so what I will say, because I, again, I'm try, really trying to avoid spoilers as best I can uh, for those uh, listening that haven't played it yet. To kind I just of, want to know I, if I want to start getting the up. Divine Beast now. So <laughs> there are benefits to completing the Divine Beasts because mm-hmm. they serve as the dungeons in the game. And there are negatives to not having done the Divine Beasts in the end game. I guess that's what I can what I can say. There are benefits to doing them, and there are disadvantages to not doing them. But do I get Voltron? You don't get Voltron. God damn it. <laughs> Such a missed opportunity, man. You, you do get Ultraman. Are you okay with yeah. Ultraman? <laughs> I'd be all right with Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, so you don't get, you don't get Voltron. <laughs> but uh, they, there are advantages to, to having completed them and disadvantages. To so not. what you're saying is this isn't Twilight Princess or Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time even. Absolutely not. In so, fact, this is no. like the first game that... So I, I think one of the this, problems with Ocarina of Time is that it was so good. And Ocarina of Time, I'm still one of those kind of stereotypical kind of basic nerds in that it's my favorite game of all time, right? Right. But it, it kind of created this precedent with the Zelda series that they followed for the last, what, 1998, 20 years. Yeah, basically. Uh, of I can't believe it's been 20 years. Holy hell. Uh, <laughs> but this precedent that they followed for 20 years of 3D Zeldas, and this completely shatters all of those, mm-hmm. right? Really? This is, this is more getting back to basics. <laughs> yep, this is more like um, – I'm working on the review right now for this site, but this – um, at threeheadedboy.com. Uh, but this, Check it out. Yeah. He's a good writer. <laughs> but uh, what, uh, it feels like the 3D version of the original 2D, 2D Zelda. And actually, before we started the cast, Cooley was talking about how they, before they even made the game in 3D, they made it in 2D in 8-bit yeah. to kind of figure it out. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. but Yeah, well, no, no, they, they did exactly what you just said. It was, it was built in the same engine. Like, they didn't recreate the wheel for this like they they built it in the same engine but they did it all it's all flat it's all 8-bit elements uh or 8-bit style elements because it's not actually 8-bit um but if you look at it you it looks like you're playing old school zelda from a, a nintendo system um but they did that because they wanted to make sure that the gameplay was on point um and if it wasn't fun in that 2d flat 8-bit environment then it wasn't going to be fun in 3D. So they wanted to make sure that everything was like nailed down perfectly, and they, I think they did a great job. Yeah. One, one thing about this game, I'm a huge Zelda fan. I'm wearing, I was wearing a hat. <laughs> I was wearing a hat earlier. <laughs> is uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who pretty much created everything Nintendo uh, in the, at the onset, he created Zelda, and what it was supposed to be when he created it was based on his experiences as, as a child in rural Japan, like yep. exploring, exploring caves and, forests and, and forests and things like that. And I think this game, even though he's not, I don't think he's involved at all in directing it. He probably just played it, play tested it a little bit and gave some feedback is the closest thing I think to realizing mm-hmm. that dream of his than any Zelda has ever had, because it really is. If you're looking for, if, if you took the original, the idea of the original legend of Zelda game and brought it forward yep. and had it like fully realized, <laughs> I think is what we've got here. Yeah. I, I think two quick points I can make on it. Again, without spoiling anything, are, are that the they they took the best elements of every open world game. I feel like, um, it, it, and it's it's funny you said Skyrim light because it it kind of it, right. It's a little bit more lighthearted than Skyrim, uh, and it's a little bit more like game video gamey. Almost. Oh, no, I, I didn't. So so I don't want to get this twisted, right? Yeah. I didn't say Skyrim light. I said my first Skyrim. Oh, my first Skyrim, but. Right. The reason why I make that distinction is because to say Skyrim Light would take away from the level of depth right. that is in Zelda, right? Like, Zelda is not 
a watered down version right, of Skyrim. Right, right, right. It's just a more cutesy, yeah, kid friendly yeah, 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 version yeah, yeah. of Skyrim. So it's right. like it's like if you took that and like Play School made it, right? It's like <laughs> you get you get the uh, the well, it's, it's, the kids the kids yeah, version. It, yeah, it's, it's it's Skyrim filtered through Nintendo's. We want games to be for everyone. Filter. Yeah, no nudity, right? But. Man, there are some 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 horny females in this game. Yeah, oh the Gerudos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So the Gerudos. So they've only oh had. Oh my! Hey, 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 hey! The Gerudos have only had like one guy in the last yeah, yeah, like yeah. two hundred <laughs> years of game, and he's the worst and person he's ever. The worst person yeah. in the planet. So I can see where they're coming from. Wait, the Gerudos are the species that Ganon comes from? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's there's only one male every thousand years? Something like that, yeah. And he's the terrible male? And he's the male for the, like a thousand years. Ganondorf was, at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. In, in Ocarina. That they, is awful. They haven't made it clear yet where, where this falls in the timeline. The kind of So see, it makes sense to you right. guys. For me, because like, I don't... I, I gotta admit, I've never played a Zelda game ever. Uh, at least not to completion. Like, I've played some, like you know ocarina of time i've i've like you know messed with that a little bit i've uh i've played with uh the wind waker um but i never got through to like any of the cool shit in those games even if there was i don't know you guys can correct me if i'm wrong I, i've heard that there are cool things in these games but i've i've never made it to any of it it just always start off and then did just you stop. get to the plot twist in ocarina of time no okay so I, spoilers for a game that's about twenty years old. I, Go. I'm not. I'm not no, going no, to actually spoil, spoil that yeah. plot twist because uh, I, when I was in college, when it was like ten year, more than ten years off from it, I got to experience the plot twist, and uh, so I didn't finish it uh, mainly because uh, I broke up with my girlfriend who I was playing it with. <laughs> oh. And, I, and so, see, yeah, it runs deep. Like it runs deep, Cooley. <laughs> but I will say that that there's. A, <laughs> The twist works really, really well, and that's and I correct me if I'm wrong, since you're it's your favorite game, and also you're a Zelda aficionado, Dan. But I think that that fundamental twist that you don't see coming is really one of the things that cements that in legend status. That's part of it for sure. I, I also think that there there is a lot of content in Ocarina of Time, which yeah. at its time that wasn't the case almost ever. Yeah, or especially with three D games. Yeah, especially with three D adventure games like that. Three D, right? I oftentimes like took a big dip in quality for graphics. <clears throat> and that's and that's the one of the main points I wanted to make about this Zelda is it totally chain, flips the script on that, right? So there are some set piece moments in air quotes um, that are pretty neat that you'll experience, especially when they come with the divine beasts. So I almost recommend just checking them out for that reason because there are a lot of cool set pieces <clears throat> there. Mm. But other than that, you really make your own set pieces in in Breath of the Wild because it's so open ended, right? There's always something around every corner. The highest mountains, even if they're barren as far as enemies are concerned, there's always something to find and discover. Right. And um Wow, I can't even like think right now. Oh, but but you're not really there isn't like that set piece that they intended for you to see necessarily. You kind of make your own, right? So I really don't want to spoil it because I want Everybody who hasn't played it yet, who's listening, to get excited about it, go through and explore yourself. But the one thing I'll take away is it, it seems like it's my first Zelda in the in like like you said in the sense that the controls feel natural. I think right? right, they're simple and natural, but the amount of depth you have within those controls is so impressive. And and I find that everything that you think you can do, you can do, which which I've never found to be the case in an open world game. There's always like a bunch of restrictions to it. Yeah, dude, like that's I was about to say this the. The, there are things that happen in the game 
or, or puzzles or, or challenges that you might come across that I've talked to different people and we've all like solved them differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, because like I chose the most natural solution for me mm-hmm. and I thought that was just the way that you're supposed to do it when somebody else was just like, oh no, I did it this way. And I'm like, oh, you could, you could do it that way. And it was like, yep. really? It, or like, if I describe something, they're like, oh, get out of here. I didn't know you could do that. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's just weird like that. It's just a really, it's immersive. It's like, it's actually lifelike. Did you do the first motion-based puzzle, like the motion-based maze puzzle? Yes. How did you solve that? Flipped it upside down. That's what I did too. Yeah. <laughs> Some people did this whole maze, but there's a way you can just flip it and basically huck the ball yeah. across the screen and into the into the port. But like stuff like somebody, that. Happens. Somebody told me about that though. Like I yeah. didn't figure uh, that out. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah. accidentally figured it out. You figured that yeah, out Dan? accidentally. Oh, I was man. like, I was so frustrated with it because the motion controls suck. It's like that's the other worst part is when you have to use the motion controls. Yes. It's very very rare, but it just highlights how horrible motion controls are. Um, but uh. I think for me, like, and this is like the one moment I'll talk about is like, I was in a, one of these like little encampments. They have like stables around the world where mm-hmm. you can like register horses and all this other stuff. Right. And there was a dog and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if, so I went in my inventory and I found, I had some raw meat. Yeah. So I picked up the raw meat and you can hold stuff, hold items in your hand in this game. So I held the raw meat and I walked over to the dog and the dog came up to me, ripped the raw meat from my hands put it on the ground, ate it, and then started following me around, right? Whoa. <laughs> so so there were moments like that throughout the entire experience. Like like every 15 minutes, 30 minutes, you're experiencing something cool and, and it's, kind of different it's like that. It's that attention to detail, yeah. which is partly why we love Nintendo so much. Right. So in terms of this game, you guys actually think that it's an even more comprehensive open world experience than a Bethesda experience? <clears throat> I think it's different. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and you, and you can... You can have a different opinion, obviously, on it, but I feel like the lore isn't very strong in this game, where in right. games like Mass Effects, like I know Andromeda's coming out soon, and that's no, supposed no, to have that's a pretty... A, that's a Bioware experience. I, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, oh, but like a Bethesda <laughs> experience? No, yeah, Bethesda. Oh, like, like Fallout, like, yeah. Fallout, so, Skyrim. Because like Bioware, I actually put very different from open world yeah. games, because they're curated, they're about set pieces, their stories are tighter. Yeah. Um, like, Bioware is like... <laughs> For me, in terms of a lot of open world stuff, it's either like Bioware or Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Bioware, your story is going to be tighter, but you're going to be able to dick around less. Yeah. Bethesda, your story can be a bit looser, although it's still good, but you can dick around to the max. I, it will I, be buggy <clears throat> as hell. I would actually say that if we're looking at that sort of ratio, that that chart, right? Yes. <laughs> the X and Y axis. I would say that then the Bioware games are very story-driven but very restrictive. Yes. And I would say Bethesda is actually in the middle somewhere. Yes. Where their lore and the world building is much better than a Zelda. Yes. Zelda, you kind of really tell your own story. And I would just say, damn damn the normal story. It's really pretty basic. But you're but it's the most you-can-dick-around-ass open-world game I think I've ever played. Yeah, like there are, there are parts of Zelda where like you would probably think that you'd be bored. Like yeah. these, like huge, wide open expanses of mm-hmm. like just grass, grass, yeah, and like you just end up like walking around, like you know, grabbing fireflies and yeah. That's that's one way we can tell you haven't really played aren't a huge Zelda player is because when an established player Zelda player sees a field of grass, what immediately enters into, into their mind is I have to cut all this grass yeah. <laughs> because there's rupees in there. Yeah, and then you do it in this game, and there are no rupees. 
So it's like, or barely any roofies. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, I didn't even hell? know you could cut the grass. I'm yeah. gonna stop cutting grass now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I have actually, to you just said there's no roofies, so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna try it once though, just to see what it's like to cut grass. Can I also say on that note that this is the first Zelda game I've ever played where rubies actually matter. Like, you need to be actively collecting cash throughout the whole game to buy shit. And you're always, you're always like, managing what you want to buy with the cash because there's so much to buy and upgrade in this game. Have you tried using the Amiibos yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every cool. day. I don't want to spoil random chest. I don't yes. want to spoil the surprise stuff, but the I use the uh, Link from Smash Brothers original Amiibo. That's the best. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Wait, you can use the amiibos in the game? Yes. To get an advantage? Mm -hmm. So well, to get stuff, yeah. Yeah, so using the amiibos gets you different benefits. <laughs> you can use them every day, like each amiibo once per day. Um, and certain amiibos, you can, I think you can use any amiibo, but the Legend of Zelda amiibos, so like Link, Zelda, mm -hmm. Sheik, um, Wolf Link. Oh, I use Wolf Link, Link as well, which is really cool. Yeah. All give you specific things. Or have a uh, different um, sort of spread of what they give you. So certain like certain amiibos will are more like, will give you foodstuffs. Yeah. And others will always give you like certain chests and semi randomized. I I appreciate that it's randomized, but I'd like to think that me using my Captain Falcon amiibo and it just converting into just raw meat everywhere was purely <laughs> intentional. I mean, that would be the most beautiful thing yeah. that was. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's cool. Oh, so there's so there's the next question, right? Is kind of talking about the technology involved. Did you play on Wii U or did you play on a new Switch? Switch. Nice. So I played on Wii U. So we can actually chat about that too. Yep. So I can tell you the uh, the Switch because that's that was actually uh, raising an eyebrow when you said that the motion controls were horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Switch motion controls are nice. Okay. Yeah, really nice. The Wii U is awful. Now I will say that I have the I use the um the Wii U Classic controller, which is a nice controller. And also, like, can I just say, I, I've played probably 60 hours of this game already, and my controller hasn't died. And it's a controller I hadn't charged in years since mm -hmm. the last time I used it to play anything on the Wii U. I oh, yeah. don't understand it. I don't understand no, no. how the battery is Nintendo, so good in this Nintendo wireless Nintendo battery technology yeah. is either garbage or it is some, like, twisted black magic that you don't know <laughs> what they had to sacrifice to which elder god to pull off, but... Damn. So yeah, yeah. this actually brings me into a comment I made uh, before the cast that yeah. I want to like throw out so we can actually get it on, which is that like clearly from talking to the both of you, Breath of the and also from the internet in general, Breath of the Wild is a hit. You should check it out. It's oh, yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, you put. I remember you were saying that you may have been playing in one of your favorite games ever. Oh yeah, I think so. But I'm also a yes. huge. I'm also a huge Zelda fan. Well, there you go. There's that. That that's the opinion you want. My really? opinion. Yeah. Yes. Cool. One of, my one of your favorite games. And one of my favorite games, games ever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um. So this is clearly a hit. Uh. Yeah. But you know, Nintendo also has misses. Quite a few. Some. Uh, sometimes. And. I really believe that uh, Nintendo is like Mickey Mantle. Um, <laughs> and for all you baseball pe people who are not baseball people, Mickey Mantle, great, fantastic Yankees hitter, was someone who was one of the greatest home run hitters of all time, one of the best power hitters. He also struck out a ton. Like, when he was good, he was good. and But he was not going to get a single. He was not going to do a sacrifice bunt. Yeah. He was either going to hit it nearly out of Yankee Stadium or... Or he was going to like get struck out with like three swings, <laughs> and I think that may be the case with Nintendo. 
To a degree. It's amazing to think uh, that this is the same director who brought us Skyward Sword, which is the last Zelda before this one, Yep. which is the polar opposite of this game. Really? The only thing that, that came back to this game is the stamina bar from the old one, but you couldn't upgrade it in, in Skyward Sword. Right. Um, other than that, it was like a really <laughs> linear experience, and this is like the polar opposite. I honestly can't believe that it's the same same director, but it is. Interesting. So for the two of you guys, why why is this one of your favorite games? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, first of all, Time it's Zelda. Time to get hype. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, it's Zelda, right? So, so I mean, Zelda's just a huge series for me. It's my favorite game series. So by default, yeah. I'm going to like it to you, some you've degree. You've got the nostalgia itch that it could it scratches be, right. very nicely. It could be bad, and I'd probably still like it to some degree, right? Yeah. But in this case, it's... It's more than that. It's it's very different. It's not really any Zelda we've like we've ever played before. Um, again, it's just the amount of like the amount of time you can spend thinking about it and playing it, and then going to bed or going to work and being like, "Man, what if I tried that?" And then coming back home and trying it and it working, and it, it just the amount of like the kind of the story you can tell, the amount of the amount of customization you have to walking around, getting your outfits, and it, it's dying just, said outfits. Yeah, yeah. So you can put yourself back in green. Yeah. Uh, the way it was meant to be. Yep. It, well, it, I'm in gray, so. Yeah. Just just the amount of, of of stuff you can just find randomly, like stumbling into the you know the lost woods or whatever, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> yeah, like I, I um. I don't I, I I don't have the experience of like going somewhere and like you know not playing because I have it on the switch yeah, so yeah, I take yeah. it with me and right, I play when right, I go right, right, right. Um, but burn but it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it's just a phenomenal game like it's like you know you know when you play something that's just truly special and that somebody put a lot of time and effort into and that put a lot of love into creating it and this is one of those things like the Witcher um is one of my all-time favorite games uh mm. because that uh cd project red their their team that actually puts a lot of effort into giving their their uh their fans what they want and, and giving their fans everything that they have uh in a in a game like i can't wait for their new cyberpunk game that's coming out oh yeah uh, wait, that's gonna be the awesome. people that did the witcher are gonna do a cyberpunk game yeah. yes yeah. so basically what you're saying is we're gonna get a cyberpunk game that is really long, has beautifully intricate story, that has a lot of choices, and that you'll just get it all in one game and won't have to buy any like downloadable content. Unless you want to. Unless yeah. you want to. Yeah. That's fantastic. Exactly. And, and, uh, <laughs> Did you know that there's actually... I'm, re- I'm ready for that to basically take over as my new favorite game <laughs> yeah. uh, when it comes out. But, but basically what I'm saying and, and what I want you to take from this is that Zelda has that feeling... Really? Uh, and gives me that same feeling that they put as much effort into it as they could uh, to make it the most complete game that they could make because that game has everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, right down to the mini games that you get in the, I call them mini games, but it's like when you're doing the challenges and, yep. or, or the trials yep. uh, at the shrines and stuff like that. This, this is a game that has, it just has so much to it that it's impossible to not be having fun uh, almost <laughs> every moment that you are with this game now is there dlc for zelda or no there will be actually from what i understand Mm -hmm. which is the first time they've ever done it well there there was dlc for hyrule warriors well which isn't a a proper (laughs) zelda game but right but this is going to be like 
I think they're. I don't think they're doing a new zone. I think they're like adding a new mode to it or something. Well, I know they're they're, they're adding some trials. I think they're yeah. they're going to give us some more shrines and trials and stuff like that. Uh, but they're also. I think there's also additional story content coming in the, either the first DLC or the second DLC. I think it's the second. Yeah. There's going to be some additional story content and even more additional like shrines and trials and stuff. So yep. I think some map updates or something too. I remember hearing something weird like that. They're going to put out. Too. I I can't wait until we see um, sort of a master quest series <laughs> of trials. Yeah. Like yeah, like not not just easy trials, hard, medium trials, or hard trials, but like insane trials where you'll be sitting there for like thirty minutes and being like, "How do I even get started?" So Master Quest yeah. <laughs> was was basically they took the original Zeldas, 3D Zeldas, and mm-hmm. they basically remade the dungeons on them. I think yeah. that was it. Maybe they made it yep. a little harder too. They made it a little harder. Um, but they remade all the puzzles and all yeah. the dungeons to make it very hard. All right. Why are there cows inside Lord Jabu Jabu? Why are there cows inside Lord Jabu Jabu? Because Lord Jabu Jabu was I don't hungry. understand. Yeah. <laughs> He's a giant fish. Yeah. yeah. The I have a question. Um, Why did Nintendo trick me into buying the season pass? (laughs) Because I bought the season pass because it said you'll get three chests that have, you know, exclusive and useful. And I'm thinking I'm going to get like something cool. And I got a fucking switch t-shirt for him to wear. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I heard about that. I'm like, this does nothing for me. Like, I've got a Switch t-shirt and, like, a Traveler's bow and, I think, like, a Traveler's sword. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, so the fuck what? Like, I, yeah, I can yeah, get yeah. these on my own. Like, why did I just spend... Because I'll, I'll normally, like, buy the season pass when I'm done with the game. Yep. Right? So that could have been, like, another... Like, because Switch actually came out with, like, some $20 games. That could have been another $20 game that I could have bought, like, on the spot. Yeah. But now, like, I just tied up my money for nothing. Yeah, no, I yeah, didn't buy the season pass, disa- so that's just dis- that's some disappointing bowl. I mean, but it sounds like in general, though, currently around that like this game actually has a full content, and that the DLC, oh, yeah. aside from like shitty season pass, is like going to be more like old school DLC, yep. where like you're just buying like actual additional game content as opposed to you need the DLC to really enjoy the first game in terms of full. Experience. You mean like Mass Effect Three? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've actually. Oh God! Yo, <laughs> All I, things come back to Mass Effect Three. I yeah. just, I, I, I wanted to punch EA in the face. I, for I, that. Actu- I actually don't know how Mass Effect Three ends, and I've avoided that spoiler. I actually uh, not don't well. Know I, ne- I never, I never beat it either, and I never found out. And I just, I don't want to find out, and everybody hates it. And that, that's actually, that's cool with me. A number of let's my never, friends let's never know. who love the game really like the ending of it too. Yeah, if there are three things in life that you don't complete, it should be lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mass Effect three. And what's the third? And the third one, I lost it. I I don't know what it is. Oh damn. Oh Dexter. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, Dexter. Yeah. That was Dexter's the it... third one. Yeah. Just get that to like third was or fourth such season. Such a terrible yeah. ending. Yeah, ending at the fourth season is what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't finish don't finish Dexter. Don't finish Lost. And don't finish Mass Effect three. That's some strongly worded words, sir. <laughs> and with those pieces of sage wisdom, I think we'll take a little break. Take a little break. And then I, we'll... I will say that... So I have not purchased a Switch yet. Oh, yes. I, I have not yet. Um, I Mainly because I have no monies. 
Mm. Even womp, though womp, I do, womp, but they womp, have to go to certain things. Womp, womp, womp. Um, That's life. Here's what I'll do: is I'll probably pick a switch up when Splatoon 2, aka Calamari of Duty, comes out. <laughs> I just saw that pun and had to use it. We'll be right back, folks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> seen get out yet it's really really good um i think jordan peele is the new john carpenter and i say that as an incredibly big john carpenter fan uh, he's an amazing horror director and this will probably be my favorite movie of the entire year unless star wars blows me to pieces but have you, have you seen the article uh written by the guy who went to see get out but couldn't because every show was sold out so he went and saw lego batman instead also a good movie yes <laughs> Yeah, it's like, but here's the, th- the thing he was talking about. Was like he was looking at like the line for Get Out, and he was like, "No, no, like everyone is seeing this movie, like, like there, are, like he was like, no, no, there are like white people and black people together seeing this movie and talking about it afterwards, which is great." Get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Who would ever imagine that white and black people would talk together? But no, it is we true. Don't, it they is don't true. talk no, to like, each no, other like, <laughs> at the movies, no, 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 no. doubt. But yeah. like he was talking about, like, no, these are people who were strangers. Before they saw this movie. Like, people saw this movie and got out and had a conversation with everyone who else who saw that movie about it. What's... I, the last time I checked, this movie had grossed over $100, $100 million. million. And cost $4.5 million million. to make. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. basically means that even if you factor in the advertising stuff, it's almost certainly made $80 million. Yes. Yeah, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if it spent three times its budget on... Advertising, advertising with and and another 1.5 million it's made more than 80 million right which is insane yeah <laughs> yeah like that's that's profit pure profit pure pure profit and yeah and this is a this is a first time and this is a debut movie now to be fair jordan peele is like a household name but still well but i didn't know he directed it until the, like just before the movie came out right jordan yeah. jordan peele and i for some reason, is not. I don't. I wouldn't call him a household name. Really? Am, am I just I like? I would a, say is, yes. is my like? Uh, is my just being People skewed because I'm a big Key and Peele? Yes, fan? yes. Because I'm a big Key and Peele fan. Peele fan. Uh, there are a lot of people that are Key and Peele fans. Yeah. That like, if you were like, Jordan Peele directed this movie, they're gonna be like, who? And then you're gonna be like, you ever see Key and Peele? They'll be like, yeah. Peele. Peele. Oh, that was like their names. It's like. Yeah, yes. dude, that yeah. was their names. Uh, Which one was he? He was the shorter one. Like so. No, see, I'm like a fanboy of both of them. Yeah, like, I, I love them. Uh, and and I thought Keanu was like, it was good. It was, it was funny. Like, I love Keanu it. was I a movie it. that had everything it needed to have, mm-hmm. 
and was like, no, no, this is the movie we're going to set out to make, and they made that movie. Right. It was it's like, great. It was an extended Key and Peele sketch, and that's everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and it's a – but, yeah, no, I think say it's definitely – it's really, really smart, and it's very well done. And if there was any justice in the world, it would be up for awards. But, I mean, the, I mean, like, The Witch was an amazing movie last year. Like, this is a – this is better in terms of like horror stuff, but like the witch should have gotten like a screenplay nod. But unfortunately, the Academy had and the Golden Globes have kind of have their head up their butts when it comes to genre um, yeah. that doesn't cost a ton of money. And like the witch was one of the best movies last year. This is, and Get Out is going to be one of the best movie this year. And because of bias against the horror genre. There's probably a good chance it's not going to get proper acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I cannot stand the Academy. <laughs> I, I feel like Arr. I feel like horror movies are to the Academy like um, metal music is to the Grammys. <laughs> like, <it's just laughs> Maybe like, this explains like, why I love them both yeah. so much. It's like it's pretty much one of my favorite genres in, in both. Music and the and award movies. for best metal album of the year goes to Tenacious D. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Tenacious D actually win a mm-hmm. Best Metal album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, like, video of Jack Black looking very confused? He probably didn't Dude. go. <laughs> be, be happy. Are you a, are you a metal fan? Yeah, I'm, a, a, I'm so, a big metal fan. So be happy that that's the case, all right? Yeah. Because, because the minute that metal becomes truly recognized by the Grammys is when it goes to shit. Yeah. Because I remember when rap... Yeah, <laughs> was what metal is today. Yeah. Yeah. And and rap music, hip hop was fucking amazing. And now it's just the biggest piece of shit. So you're a big fan of mumble, the mumble, right? I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. What oh, that? like mumble rap, like uh, the artists that just sort of mumble and make up words. Oh, yeah. So you're, yeah. you're being sarcastic. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, layers of sarcasm. There. No, no. We should, a, we should just get a big, like, light up sarcasm. You know, like they have the applause yeah. sign. Yeah, we should just get a big sarcasm sign. <laughs> I mean, but I think that one of the on the flip side, in terms of like you know, like genres being to stink after they get more like mainstream recognition, I think a lot of that is in, in addition to people just like sometimes just like not ad- admitting that they like stuff than now that everybody else likes it. Which I think is different from rap stuff because I think there's still a lot of really good. This, what I like about rap, you know, the rap I like is oftentimes like the intent, the political stuff, the stuff where there's a lot of good rhymesmithing, etc. Mm-hmm. And like, there's still people who are throwing that down. Oh yeah, there are still it's people just, out there. It's not getting. That's not what's like. That's not what's selling the record. That's not what's getting promoted. Right. And basically, what happens is like once the money powers come into it, it's like basically the people they that that's what they promote. <laughs> And with metal, it's, like, pretty much, like, the most respective artist in, like, it's weird, too, because in, in Europe, metal sells out a huge amount of stuff. And then, like, stuff that would cost tons of money to see them in Europe, you pay 25 bucks and you see them in Worcester. Right. Like, I've seen, <laughs> uh, I, have, it, I have spent, well, I, yeah, and you have, basically, for a band to, like, really start doing stadium stuff, they have to be, like, legends, like Iron Maiden. And even then, like... When I get my Iron Maiden tickets, it's not going to destroy me unless I totally choose to destroy myself. <laughs> right. But I can get lawn tickets for like less than fifty bucks. Yeah. Still. It's like anything else. Like I mean, like in comics, like Deadpool like mm. showed up every now and then in an X Men book and like people would go nuts. 
and then he got his own title, and then that did pretty well, and then he got a video game, and that did pretty well. Now he's got like 15 fucking books uh, showing up everywhere, uh, super oversaturated, mm -hmm. and now even even more so with Ryan Reynolds' success with the Deadpool movie. Yeah, it's like now it's just uh, it's out of control. Deadpool's everywhere. Like like we we're gonna talk about this on on your episode, but like Dan, how many? How many Deadpool cosplayers did you see at PAX this year? Quite a few. Yeah. At, they are, at they're PAX, in, the vid a video game. Yeah. They're an invasive yeah. species yeah. is what it is. Well, the, I, the Deadpool cosplayer is an invasive species, a.k.a. deadpool -yes cosplay -yes. <laughs> and should be uh, eradicated with all possibility. I we mean, recommend using the following uh, insecticides. And I can't think of a better transition to finally <laughs> move to the topic of the, to of the second half of this podcast. Although I thought it was a great conversation. Um, oh, definitely. Uh, and talk about the new Logan, the yep. new Wolverine movie that because just came out, Logan. what's in front of the new Logan, you ask? But probably one of the greatest teasers. Yeah, yeah, so, I well, agree, one hundred percent. Except that, except that the version that comes before De before Logan doesn't have Stan Lee in it. It's true, it doesn't. But uh, still, it's you, still you basically great. Get to see a little Deadpool short, and I got to admit, I was I was a little just like hyped, just like I kind of wish I was watching Deadpool too right now, just yep. because I mean Ryan Reynolds is such a natural for that role. Yes, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I know. I think another thing that why, just in terms of why Deadpool just works so nicely is that that was a script no one thought would ever get made, and it like literally bounced around Hollywood mm -hmm. for a long time. And Ryan Reynolds was actually a champion of yeah, that yeah. script. Oh yeah, well, that's why when they he, do the credits, where it's like the writers who are the real heroes. Yeah, yeah. he's eighty five percent sure he wasn't the one who leaked the Deadpool test footage, which let's be <laughs> honest is what got that movie made. Yeah, yeah, no. But so, the um, the. Uh... <laughs> The other cool thing about that and the fact that it was like that was the teaser that was before Logan is that without Deadpool's success, Logan doesn't get made. Right. Not right. at all. You well, don't and, get an R-rated superhero movie. Well, and here's the thing, and I'm going to – I may make a lot of enemies saying this, but I think that's one of the big problems with Logan. Wait, there's problems with Logan? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's there's problems was, with Logan? Cooley, do you think there's... Cooley, do you think there's problems with Logan? In in what way? Like, well, So here, here's what like, I'll say. Here's because, what I'll say. Is that oh, yeah, when I talking saw like, Logan, when I saw Logan, yeah, the impression I got, about it. it felt very much like they were, were looking like, wow, R-rated Deadpool did really well. That means we totally have a license to go as R-rated as humanly possible. And we should totally do that for Logan. Well, no, they didn't go as R-rated as humanly possible. There is a... There there are, is, yeah, there's... Where, they there, went way more R-rated for Deadpool than they did for Logan. There is a scene in Logan... Oh, actually, hold on. Spoilers. This is the spoiler cast. Spoiler I just want to let you guys know that spoilers are coming. All right, it's cool. Gonna, if you there want, is a... Don't listen to this anymore. There is a one and a half yeah, second flash of, boo, of breasts in Logan that is only there. I swear to God, only there. Because they're like, we've got the R rating. We can do whatever the fuck Wait, we want. Dude, there was breasts in Logan? Yes. <laughs> Remember at first the beginning where? Bit, first beginning bit, when he's driving the car, and he has like the three girls in the back. The bride flashes like him the, in the back. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even see that. <laughs> I'd forgotten about it till Tris mentioned it. Yeah. It's only there. Because they're like, we've got an R rating. We can do whatever the fuck we want. It's, I, it, I guess it's just like a freeze frame. Like, boop, boop, boop. I mean, you're probably wondering how I ended I up here. I actually <laughs> thought that that was kind of a sweet. I actually thought that that was actually kind of a sweet scene, as weird as it is to say that. 
No, hear me out. So basically, in this scene, well, like with Logan, it starts out with like Wolverine is is washed up driving a limo in El Paso and basically raising money so he can take Professor X, who has it's implied Alzheimer's or some other degenerate neuro, yeah. neuro uh, they take him out on the ocean so they can live on the ocean and he can't harm people when he has seizures. Right. So but, so really quick. Logan is set 25 years, I think, after the last X-Men movie. Either 25 or 29. It's tri- yeah. yeah, 2029 is is when it's, is when it's yeah. happening. But and, there are, and, the, and the important plot point is that there have been no new mutants born for like 25 years. Exactly. And Logan, is, well, and Logan is living as Logan, not as Wolverine. And he's driving around this limo. But there's this one scene where there's this bridal party... Who are who are in the back and they're like getting shwe- they're getting shwasted. They're getting swifty. Yeah, they're getting swifty. <laughs> and then like and then the bride's like, "Hey, driver!" And she like flashes Logan. And you know, you up to this point, it's been misery and bloody claw fights for this guy. And he just gets like a little smile and then he like lets them out and uh, out. And they're like they tip and then said, "You were great." And it's like basically, it's just like it's a very human little scene where it's like, yes. Sometimes even in this shitty seedy job, you can like you, you can actually like have a nice human interaction with people, and it's actually was kind. Of, it's odd as it is to say for like a for like a group of drunken people with like flashing Hugh Jackman. I thought it was a little sweet, tender moment. Now to be fair, were I female, I would probably flash Hugh Jackman. But <laughs> I mean that was clearly the thing. So right? you're <laughs> so you're saying that this scene. Well, it feel, it probably like, wasn't just gratuitous then, right? Because if you were like female, they, you would flash Hugh Jackman. Well, I flash you Hugh had some you had some females like, that were obviously a little tipsy, <laughs> so they flashed Hugh Jack. That wasn't gratuitous then, right? But it, it, it felt like its inclusion was. It, it felt like Logan took the idea of "Hey, we can make an R-rated X-Men movie" and just went with it, probably too far. But it's not gratuitous. No, because there's only one scene. So I mean, so in terms of gratuitous, in terms of gratuitous, what I think would have been like actually titties everywhere. That one, (laughs) like for no reason. Well, well, let's go there. Like titties everywhere. Like tits everywhere. Dicks and tits everywhere. Like the costume designer was just like. (laughs) It speaks for itself. That's like here's the thing though. Like here's the thing though is that in this one, Professor Xavier swears. Xavier swears like a sailor in Logan. Yeah, for the first time in any of the movies we've basically seen him in. Yes, the costume designer's like, "Wait, this is an R rating." Yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay. Check this out. Check this out. I think I just All saved right. some of and our budget. I'm gonna put a few time out. charges right here, here, and here, and click. So the thing is, is that like in terms of like, I think I, I saw more titties in I, Batman Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I would consider to be like in terms of those being gratuitous, because I think is in terms of like the balance and such, which there's a legitimate thing of what is gratuitous, what is not, etc. Is is that, um, thank goodness, thank you know, like, and not to say that this can't work in with the movie and such, but gratuitous to me is like a rape scene where there is pretty most ninety percent of rape scenes really are gratuitous, unless there's a dang good reason why it has for narrative. Like they need to admit, it. like if there was just like a rape scene in this, I would think like okay, you have made this a gratuitous thing. Um, similarly, if there was, there was a little bit of torture, but there was not like awful gratuitous torture. Um, that was also something right. that I'd be so considered gratuitous. Right. My, my, my stance on the scene we're talking about is that I feel that the scene we're talking about was an unnecessary scene right. that was included simply because they're like, Hey, 
We've got an R rating. Let's see how many of those stupid taglines we can hit nail on like the rating board thing, like like new partial nudity, violence. You know how they do that stuff. Right. That's kind of right. what it felt like to me. Is that it felt like they had added it in simply so that they could say, simply so they could, they could add that because hey, it's an R rating. Let's put as much in here as we can but, because but, we've got the R rating. But let's be real though. Like I mean, for the split second that it happened, like I didn't even catch it. So now I need to watch it again because I, I want to see titties. Um, <laughs> but, but for the split second that it happened, it didn't make the movie worse. Like it, it didn't make the movie feel like a hack job. And, you I, know? and I don't think it made it feel sleazy <clears throat> either. I mean, it was actually a sl- there was like out like it's actually the sweeter moment in the whole like this is a sleazy universe. It's actually to me. Felt like a bit of a, a, a point dude of light for him to be able to let loose like that first scene. The first scene where they're like trying to steal his tires, yeah, right, or the steal his rims or whatever. Rated claw fights, like, and he just like he he goes ham on them. I was like, my jaw was like, my mouth was just open. I had nothing to, I couldn't say anything. I'm just staring at the screen and I'm just like, because I brought my nephew to this, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just hoping that he's like enjoying it and I didn't scar him for life. But did your nephew love it? Oh, he loved it. <laughs> loved it. He thought it was the best shit that he ever saw. Please tell me your life. nephew is twelve years old. He's nine. Oh, so. <laughs> even better. Even better. Even better. <laughs> uh, well, uh, ten now actually. Uh, but but the uh, yeah yeah it's a big difference two, to him two, two to him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a it's a huge days. difference. Yeah. Um, but the um, yeah, just to see that that level of you know just Logan cut and loose was just it was refreshing to me because the best thing up to that point that I had seen with him was the uh X2, was X2 yeah when he cut loose uh, after he like in the when, kitchen when scene they're, when they're attacking the mansion yeah and he's he's defending the mansion and he just goes he goes bonkers on him and I'm just like and that didn't have like any of the blood or any of the the, the stuff that you get in this and now yeah. now to see that and actually have it like come I'm, full circle like i was uh man, i will say it was, was really nice seeing a level of realistic yeah kind of violence with no no logan is a berserker yes who is armed with unbreakable claws where's that you gotta point that where, where, where the sound's coming from uh, un- unfortunately we don't have a, uh, a video component yeah. uh, but there's a very cute <laughs> moment between Dan Z and, and Captain Hype um, <laughs> like, yeah I mean let's, let's face it Wolverine is a preserver with unbreakable razor sharp claws right yeah that he is going to rip and tear things like this is what happened like is what's supposed to happen. I adored with all the. I adored those claw fights. I thought that yep. like they were just. I thought that they were pretty perfect. Um, the choreography. The choreography was gorgeous. Great. Wow. I will say that I, I think they did a very very good job with X twenty three. Yeah, she was, a, she was, she was great. a perfect, adorable ball of furious rage. There, well, I, I actually do. There is a so in terms of like Alvaro has flaws. There's actually some stuff in there, but yeah, in terms of choreography, in terms of like the first three quarters of the movie, yes, one thousand percent agree. Uh, yeah, the, and also can I say that uh, I because I have to use this. I just thought the classics were clossum. There's just just clossum. <laughs> 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 it was and they 
And I never I think you I think you just broke Tris. I He's done the same thing. To you, you broke the you broke the uh I had to turn down the uh, gain, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of an epic face bomb right there. Yeah, Manny. right there. Um but yeah, no, uh, X but yeah, no, X23 is was pretty excellent. Uh, why don't you you talk about it? Why don't we, you talk about a bit about your thoughts on X23 as a character? So, I I felt they did a very good job sort of establishing her. Um I like that she so spoilers, she isn't actually mute. She just has nothing to say most of the time. And then when she does, it's mainly angry Spanish. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Um It's I, I I felt that they didn't really need the line explaining why she has one claw on her feet, on each foot. That was kinda of like you don't need that. No, you don't, but I I appreciated it. It was also because it was Charles Xavier being old, overeducated yeah. British dude, yeah. like taking step, like getting one of his. It's he, he he was pulling out something somewhat useful information or like in context information from his mind that is failing. And it's yeah. like as someone who is um, right. my Oma is was a federal judge, and now she's like she's in her nineties and she has vascular dementia. But she sometimes has very clear moments mm-hmm. where she talks about being like a girl in Germany and such. Mm. So I, I know that to me felt that like I thought they did that him that very well with him. Like how <laughs> tragic that can be when somewhere just like yeah. to adjusting to seeing like your father figure, your grandfather, your hero, you know, like no longer being fully on themselves mm-hmm. all the time. And just as a comic book fan and somebody who reads the the books. I have for the longest time wondered what the fuck is up with the toe claw. Like I was like, this is yeah. just weird. What's the deal with this? And they explained it in the movie and it was a good explanation. Like yeah. I was just like, cool. Like and I'm cool with this. It's a genetic divergence because she's and, not a hundred percent Wolverine. Yeah. And well, there's, there's that. And then there's also the, just like what Xavier said, like how, yeah. like, you know, the female would, you know, how they defend the, right. Is the what, pride. And they actually use their, their feet for offensive maneuvers or whatever he said. It was just, it's just, it was just a really cool explanation. And I normally am not a fan of over explaining or over explanations. Let's let's never forget the, the sin that is uh, midichlorians. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That I didn't need to know. I never wondered how the force worked because it was mysterious. You didn't have to wonder how the force worked. It was a mysterious magical force created by life. Exactly. There you go. That's all I needed. Yeah, exactly. But but with this, like, this is something that I always wondered, and the way that they did it, exactly what uh, what Barra said, uh, the way that they did it with Xavier and and just him being an old smart guy. Yeah, that's it. It, it was great. Um, <clears throat> I I will say uh, the other thing is that the uh, adamantium bullet. I was when that first got introduced. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then as soon as X-24 showed up, I was like, oh, that's where the bullet comes in. That's the mystical MacGuffin. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, I was felt a little let down by that. Uh, X-24 was actually a really cool addition, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was less enthused by X-24, but, um, I mean, it was still cool to see more claw fight. Yeah. Um, well, and I like that, that X-24 didn't perfectly look like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I felt like the sort of where the CGI on that fell off, I felt plot picked up 
because again he's he's again he's not a com- perfect clone of Logan, so it's 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 believable enough that they tinkered around with him, and that well, the differences in like facial features and stuff like that caused by the CGI are explained by no no they tinkered with his DNA a little, so he's mostly Logan, but not perfect. Yeah, like I feel like they dropped the ball and and did not take advantage of a really good opportunity because uh again i'm a i'm a avid fan of the comics um in the comics logan actually has a son uh da ken and they've played around with this uh this universe and these characters enough that they could have easily made this clone that character Mm -hmm. and it would have been another character that they could have woven into this this tapestry that was the end of the Wolverine. Right. And it would have been really fitting for him to die, like taking his son out of the equation. Or and it may not, it wouldn't be his son per se, any more than Daphne Keene's X twenty three was was his daughter. But still, like she, he would be from his genetic material. Well, it, but having X twenty four also gave the plot point of why they ended X. One through twenty-three. Why they stopped those? Is, mm-hmm. Oh, hey, cool. We made X twenty-four. We don't need. We don't need these guys. Right. Which drove the plot forward. Yeah. Um. So in terms of the children, I thought that that was that whole scene. Those two scenes where you see how they were made. Um. Because it's X twenty-three and a whole bunch of other mutants were artificially created by this to as as super soldiers, and you basically had these mutant child soldiers. Who are clearly ba- who were fathered with the genetic material of uh, basically the original X Men and the Brotherhood, uh, but then once they make X twenty four, which is an bat, which is a mind controlled clone or mindless thing, they say it's without a soul of Wolverine. They basically just start killing the kids, right. and then they <clears throat> and then the kids flee. And I thought that that was a cool concept. The one thing that I wish it had done is just that. I wanted the cur- I wish they'd done the courage of their convictions and when X23 starts talking, she first just only talks in Spanish and then abruptly for whatever reason she starts talking in English mm-hmm. and then when they get to everyone else there even though all these kids were raised in Mexico, they're all they're speaking all, English. All speaking English and she's the only one who even has a Spanish accent and I just would have preferred courage of your, your convictions. All of these are like fine with like having multiracial because there's as anyone knows who was like Latin friends there are White skinned Latins, they are they are black Latins, they're like you know mestizos. Well, but it's also but like that they're I, all from various other people's genetic yes, information. Yes, so. but they were still all raised in Mexico. They right. should have all had like accents and talking Spanish. Oh and, yeah, yeah, because language that, is not genetic. Exactly, yeah. language ain't genetic. Um, and I don't know I feel that they they kind of did a cop out there, and it bothered me, especially since it would have been really stark, but like. All of these little Mexican mutants are trying to escape the United States for Canada. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, I I felt that they could have pushed that a little more. It made it, I guess, easier for it. But then again, it wasn't in the beginning of the movie. It was in the end. Like, you were already on freaking board. Yeah, um, right. I don't know. I feel like there was some test audiencing bullshit there. Um, but but yeah, no, it was. Yeah. I will say one other thing is that I, is that I wanted a better end. I think for Charles Xavier, like he's such an important character in in the Marvel like universe in the at least in the Fox movie universe yeah. at this point. Um, I wanted a better end for him, like that. Ma- it made me really sad, and that's the point. But I was like, oh. 
Well, I mean, oh. you have you have you have the end of the Wolverine, right? Yeah. And this, this is this at is this a story point of the end of the last. This is a story about the end of the last two X Men. Right. And 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 Xavier or Patrick Stewart was like, well, I didn't even know you could get out of this shit. Yeah. I right. see. I see Logan getting out. I want out. So. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to do him anymore. So it's like you can't have like two like amazing, sweeping, fantastic like deaths movies. in one movie. No, you can't. So I'm cool with yeah. him. I'm, and, I, and the other cool thing about it is I think it's a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. because shit. Not, no, you wouldn't get you wouldn't necessarily get a grand finale. Yeah, it's just it's this life. This is it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and, and this movie was one of those. It was like one of those grounded I'm grounded in reality, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, to to the extent that it can be, um, and you know it's going to give you real feelings and real mm-hmm. emotions about about things that can really happen. Yeah, what I appreciate <clears throat> about this whole the, about the universe they did because like I've heard some people talk about post apocalyptic is like this post apocalyptic Western stuff, and they it's actually not post apocalyptic. It's actually just. A uh, a future look at what do the United States look at look like in the at the end of the 2020s if everything was just shittier. Yeah, I mean it's just like life is just shittier. Like it's you see they don't make a big deal up, but you do see a border wall. You see auto you see automated trucks and you see that everybody hates them. You see that there is uh there is definitely like poverty and re uh, poverty and reaction and and. Uh, and uh, the and uh, and small and small farms dri- being driven out by these giant crazy corporations, and then you also find out that everyone's been dosed, are being dosed, oh, unknowingly with like gene therapy. That in addition to, uh, but through soft drinks, basically, people oh, have soft no, drinks just through everything they eat, through water, through food, through soft drinks, through cereals, through. But the drinks actually are also, as the farmer mentions in that scene, they're used basically to just so everybody has access to antidepressants whenever they're having a bad day. So basically, oh, yeah. everyone is on even keel. And a side effect of that is that since everybody is like pretty much getting gene therapy, there are no more random mutations. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the world, but shittier and. That's actually create something that's a lot more grim and gritty than just like the world is totally under this totalitarian state. Because like, let's be honest, that's where we're going. Not the yeah. totalitarian state thing, but what you just said. And it's, well, we could yeah. get the other oh, thing. Oh, we could too. also get the other thing. <laughs> more likely, honestly. Yeah, yeah it, it, it it's what's really really cool about that is that it's not like so fucking far fetched. Like, I mean, it feels like. Like that movie felt like it was current. Like it felt like mm. it was like our current time because everything was so subtle. Everything was like even the even the automated trucks like were like they weren't like in your face with it. Um, you still had like regular people driving regular cars, and you like the fact that there was a convenience store. There's gas stations. Like it's it didn't feel like they took it so far out. Like and because like most sci-fi will go the complete opposite direction yeah like if you look at the fifth element things like that like where you got like like you know flying cars and like these like you know mile high cities far out as we can and make it as fantastical as we can yeah and and there was none of that like but it was the future Mm -hmm. and it felt like it was our future right Mm. it's one of the reasons why i like cowboy bebop so much yes is is because it's 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 the future but everything seems cobbled together right like their ships are just like hunks of metal that they've kind of like kind of crammed together to make a ship 
and people are still using standard handguns and you know we're still in our kind of current kind of galaxy and mars is a thing but they have all sorts of well, and Mars is the, is the thing only because we fucked up the Earth. Right. By right. blowing up the moon. Right. Mm. And Earth is fucked up and they go back. To Earth. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. I never um, understood the idea of like laser guns. Like, like yeah. why people are like so like hung up on like yeah. the future no. being laser guns. Like it's going to be bullets always. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be bullets <laughs> or rail guns. Yeah. Well, the, if we can ever get that. So the advantage of using a laser though is that if you are in a zero gravity situation, less of a kick, I believe. And, uh, like, kick actually well, can do, thing do that, nastiness to you. Like, well, you can, but also, but that's also a proponent for the idea of a railgun. Is that a railgun has no uh, recoil because there is no chemical reaction in a railgun. That is fair. Okay. Um, <laughs> anywho, anywho, I will back say, to Logan. <laughs> Sorry for derailing everything. Uh, I will say <laughs> that's all I'm good for in this cast. I'm going here. I haven't seen the movie. And you can derail so. me anytime. Um, <laughs> I think. I think my favorite. My favorite, I think, shot of the movie was at the very, very end where X-23 runs back and tips over the cross over Logan's grave to make the X. Um, I felt I, I actually really liked that because it wasn't as contrived as, like, the wind knocking it over. So it wasn't, like, a destiny or, like, a sort of divine thing. It was, no, she realized, wait a minute, I should do this. Yeah. And ran back and did it. And it felt like, like, tipping it over was kind of, like, closing the lid almost yeah on the series being like and this is how this series ends well lid shut grave filled this is there's no after credit scene there's no after credit scene you don't see wolverine uh, you don't see things you don't see the moon out and like a little cairn stone move it's like no um he dead (laughs) He did. Um, I did also really like their explanation for why he actually gets old and why his healing factor stopped working. Yeah, mm. well, like, I, I love. I actually love that, was that actually too. A, it was a really good in-universe explanation. Is it no? All the adamantium they slathered onto your bones has been giving you heavy metal poisoning for the last thirty years. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> well, what it I just I'll... overloaded his healing factor. Yeah. Well, what I think is also interesting about that is is that. We because in the comics we see Wolverine with the metal claws. Uh, I think we always just assume, and because in the comics he's just like is effectively immortal. But I do like the idea that like that this giving him the metal claws was actually poison to him. That this actually killed him because if you think Wolverine, based on the comics, he was born in the 1870s. He lived out almost a hundred. He lived at more than a hundred years of his life in perfect, pure physical health. And then they did something to him that would eventually kill him. Yep. Like you didn't see it, but it was like, they really found out a way to kill an unkillable person just by like poisoning him with this like heavy metal that also made him this iconic warrior, but it is the thing that killed him. It's the idea that the weapon X program was not designed for longevity. They didn't care about his longevity or his long-term survivability. They were just like, no, they never do. They never care about your longevity. No. Which is the here's the flip side of that though. Um, X twenty three was is like probably gonna die. Sorry, go on. So well, here's the, the other thing though is that there's a lot of adamantium in this movie. Yes, yes, there is. Like, cause you've got you've got Logan, you've got X twenty three, and you've got X twenty four, all of whom have, are just slathered in it. Basically, they're not slathered in it. They have. Claws, right? That are adamantium. Their skeletons are not. 
Okay, I was I was trying to think about that because I'm like that wouldn't make sense for X twenty three to do because they did it as a kid and eventually her bones would grow past the adamantium. Right. Yeah. No. They they there's not enough adamantium in the world to yeah, like actually. I was like, so I was like, wait a minute, but wouldn't they run out of adamantium? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought, oh, so it's a, right, because it said on the chart adamantium implant. Right. Because that's actually what I was thinking is, is that isn't she just going to get the same kind of heavy metal poisoning Logan did and die in like the in her 40s? Right, but it won't be as, yeah, it won't be as bad, as bad because it's only the, the implants on her hands and in right. her foot. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel a little better for her. Although on the flip side, if you did have that, that she had a very limited lifespan. Oh. That could be a very interesting thing for if you decide to go back to these characters that they might. But, like, what do you do if you have the genes of Logan, you're a woman, and you know you're going to die before you're 50? So you guys are aware that... Um, <laughs> that regenerative powers are the worst possible powers for females? No, no, no. That's not, that's not where I was going. But I guess... I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just think about that. I'm that trying. suck. Things, I'm trying to find... stretch. I'll just say that. Anyways, moving on. Oh, I was trying to. I don't understand what you meant by that. Like, I why would that be bad for females? So imagine your regenerative. So say you're female, your regenerative powers kick in before you've lost your virginity. Things stretch. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that your regenerative yeah. powers bring you back to what you were. Which... Most, most women don't have a hymen that completely covers it up and the stre- and it'll stretch. Right. And oh, stretch. yeah. The st- they, they, uh, yeah. Just... Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you see where I'm going it, with It'll that. be fine. Most, most... So, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, that... My girlfriend's a nurse. I'll text her right now. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't even nurse. I'm, um, I'm not going to put my personal information out. Like, what was I going to say? What fine. was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You guys are aware that the... Uh, like then, there's going to be a X Force. Oh yeah. Like, Wait, movie. there is. Oh yeah. yeah. Really? That's, that's yeah. What this movie set up. Wait. That's what I'm thinking. That's that's totally what I'm thinking. So that... it's gonna be the kids. I'm thinking oh, that yeah. the kids oh, are gonna gosh. be X Force. Now I don't. What I don't know is whether or not they're still gonna be kids. Right. Or, or if, if they're gonna be, or if they're gonna be like teens or adults. If they'll time jump, you know. Yeah. If it's so, here's the thing. If it's X Force. And they're based out of Canada. I am just like delighted with like yeah. I, I, everything I, I, I'm to do just with that. Curious about how much they want to push this. Like right. the Canadian freedom fighters up north. Like like you could they I don't know. Maybe they could push it beyond what they were able to do in Captain America versus the drone program, mm-hmm. which is still I think my favorite superhero movie. Um, they went pretty dang close to the line, but this I mean all bets are off. Is what I'm saying, and yeah. I'm. Now, I talked about this on Redbeard, though, but uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Rob Liefeld have been having a little back and forth about him playing Cable. Really? Uh, Yeah. Oh! Seems like like Russell Crowe is totally down. Russell Crowe is down to play Cable. Um, There's been no... uh, Official word, yeah. Exactly, but um, from the banter, uh, Crowe is just like, all... all, uh, all they have to do is ask me, uh, yeah. basically. So it's all up to uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. What would you really? Fe- how would you feel about Sojourney Weaver playing Cable? Not good. Not good. You won't <laughs> no. want Ripley to be fucking Cable. No. 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 I mean, I'm all for gender bending, but not Cable. Not Cable. No. Okay. Cable. Is, cable is like all testosterone, man. Like that dude is just like. 
That is fair. If he, if he's you the don't manliest get, man from the future, yes, come if, back to save us all. What like, about the Rock then? You got Domino for uh, if you gave me Sigourney Weaver as Domino, sure, but not not fair today, enough. not today, Sigourney Weaver. You would literally have to find a way to time travel, time yeah. travel to make it happen, and get like 19, early nineteen eighties Sigourney yeah, Weaver. I'll, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Also, on the plus side, yeah, um, because of the timing of these movies. Thankfully, we will not have to live through that weird situation where X-23 was dating Scott Summers. That's why I chose my face. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, X-23 dated Scott Summers at one point? Yes. Yes. It was very, uh, very uncomfortable. Cyclops? <laughs> yes. yeah, but yeah, but we're talking all kinds of time travel stuff going on. Yeah. That's fair. Do you so, think that we're going to see more time travel nonsense with the uh, with the X Men, or is it really only from the Days of Future Past movie? They need to it? do. They need to make time travel a thing, because there's so much fucked up shit well, that needs to all right, be. You well, can't do it introduce... without cable. Has to be yeah. time travel. Yeah, yeah. If they're introducing cable it's and Deadpool. Time travel. Right, and yeah. these and these kids that at some point will become adults or or at least teens. Did you hear? Um, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, did you hear that Ryan Reynolds actually uh, wants to uh, has been lobbying Hugh Jackman to come back to the role to do the Wolverine yes. Deadpool crossover? Yes, because he really <laughs> wants that crossover to happen. Because let's be honest, we all want that crossover to happen. Yeah, and it can totally happen because of the time travel element. Oh, exactly. Um, so that that's great. But but here's the other thing too is that uh, you got uh, these kids, if they do it in a way where they're adults or teens, the the bad thing about that is that we won't get Daphne Keene mm-hmm. because she's going to be too young at in the next like year. So how old is Daphne Keene's the person who played X twenty three, right? Right. Yep. How old is she right now? Jeez, she's I don't know how old she is exactly, but she like, I mean her look. I mean she's got to be like she's in the well, nine like, to eleven bracket. I was going to say like ten to twelve. If so, here's a question: the same, Holly, same thing. Is yeah. Hollywood willing to wait six uh, six to ten years to make a movie? Oh God, nope. no. <laughs> no! But like, hear, hear me out on this though. The, I'm, I'm going to use no, no, a really question, weird reference. The question is: Are you gonna reference Is Boyhood Hollywood right now? willing to wait? Boyhood. I reference something that's better than Boyhood because it's actually enjoyable. No, you strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, Logan is the hot shit. You want the. Deadpool is the hot shit. You want the next one out as soon as possible. So Deadpool is like next year. Yeah. And I think that I'm pretty sure that this is, uh, you know, like Deadpool and and Cable with X-Force. Like, I think it's all supposed to be one movie. Hmm. That's what they're hinting at. So you're talking about an industry that makes million dollar failures, multi-million, hundred movies that fail on the scale of hundreds of millions of dollars and hasn't learned their lesson yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing though, in terms of like the coolness of the aging, uh, Anne of green Gables, <laughs> those movies, they actually had her, it, they had the whole cast. They kept the whole cast and they aged and it was really cool. Ask your girlfriend about it, dad. I bet she saw the Anne of green Gables movies when she was our age. <laughs> episode 45 and of green gables i'm oh, sorry episode 46 will be and of green gables exactly yeah. bring ashley on here we'll talk about and of green gables it's awesome but no like can you imagine if you had daphne keen and then were able to get her to play that role like in her early, in her early in her early 20s well, late teens i, I would think that a, would be awesome well i think a better example would probably be the harry potter movies which kept kind of 
going. Oh, I can't that's think true. Cast going. But those are supposed to no, be. No, Anna Green movies. Gables way more accurate. So but, much well, more better. What about Twilight? Take, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but the Harry Potter movies are supposed to take place year after year after year after year. Right. So there's not supposed to be like a, you know, six year time gap with characters in those movies. Right. The only way you could do it with keeping Daphne King is if you, if you found ways to do other movies within it before getting back to her. Mm-hmm. To her. Or like doing other movies with the kids. Um, which is somewhat possible. I mean, likely not, but still, I think it's just a shame that we probably won't get to see like grown-up Daphne Keene in that role. Right. And then, yeah, yeah which because because yeah, I think that that could be awesome. Who was who was the small child who did the stunt work? Was it Daphne Keene, or was it a, a little person? Dude, I want to say is some that of that. I want to say it was her. Yeah, I want to say it was her. Few scenes where. I, I fairly strongly remember like actually seeing her face like as she's doing this stuff. Yeah, she pretty much just goes full on like flip, 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 and it's whoa. She's a little rabbit Wolverine. Yeah, that's she the whole great. point. <laughs> she was so good. She so, was good. so good. I, I yeah, I, I loved her. Do not what it, interrupt her bowl of cereal. <laughs> Do not interrupt her morning bowl of cereal. What did you think, Dan? Of what? <laughs> Logan, I didn't see it. Didn't I, see already, I, already, I already said I didn't see it. I, I know. I was, oh, you, I'm you're just, bad I'm man, rub, Julie. I'm rubbing it in. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll see it eventually. One thing we haven't talked about. Um, what Tris? What do you think about the main villain of it? Not X24. Oh, um, and not the doctor. Pierce. Uh, Pierce yeah. Pierce. He was interesting. Like, I mean, it's kind of nice seeing like a human who had augmented himself in order to deal with mutants. Mm. It's kind of like because it kind of brought the element of this is what like a basic human has to do if they want to be even remotely on the same level as like a mutant with battle ready abilities. Um. I, I don't know. If, it felt like because there were kind of like three major villains, you had Pierce, you had the Doctor, and you had X-24, it felt like that each of them was a little weaker than they should have been. So yeah, it's sort of like the Spider-Man 3 principle where having too many bad guys isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah. So the, the Reavers, like, I mean, they figured out cybernetics and all that. Um, did they only figure out how to, like, replace right arms? Like, I know, right? <laughs> That might be so because like every one of them, every one of them Skywalker syndrome. It's kind of it's kind of like Amazon's like they cut off their left boob or whatever and yeah, it could be just an initiation thing. It could be also that the Reavers (laughs) are no. Another thing is it could be just that it's a bunch of war vets and like you know that maybe been like a common injury that they just like pick people up for and such too. Um, I I I think it's Skywalker syndrome. I feel like they should have. I feel like there should have been a little more variety in the cybernet, cybernetic, cybernetic, uh, yeah, like parts. Like, cause I, I could have dug that. Yeah, that was the only. That was the only. I think that's the only complaint I have about the movie. I yeah. I I mean, my big my I think with that was is that I actually think that um what was kind of cool about Pierce is that he was actually very humanly evil. Mm-hmm. Like he was like he was not mustache twirling. He did not. <laughs> Right. Oh, well, no, no, he, he wasn't. He, did it he wasn't super villain evil. Yeah, we, he he didn't unnecessarily do bad stuff. He like he was a bad man, but he was doing bad man stuff in a practical in a practical way. 
and he didn't for even, practical reasons. For practical reasons, and he didn't even have a hate boner for Wolverine. He actually yeah. liked him, hmm. um, and he was like, and he even like constantly gave the other mutants like, listen, if you just give up the kid, we're just gonna let you. We're just gonna let you guys walk free. It wasn't like, oh, but we can't do that. I will betray you. It's like pretty clear. It seemed pretty clear that if Wolverine's like, here's the little brat. Pierce is like, pleasure doing business with you, sir. Drive off. End of movie. Right. Yeah. But the cool thing about that is that they actually like the cost of giving over the girl. Like, I mean, she's a little girl. Like that. That made it so. It made it so that they couldn't do it. No, like, the stakes right. were yeah. so high. Like even though they know that they wouldn't be betrayed. Like, they still weren't going to give the kid to them. Oh, no, no. Yeah. They definitely know why he went to it, but it's, it still was interesting in that, like, he was someone who, like, yes, it was evil. He was trying to capture and kill this small child, and, of course, Logan wasn't going to let it happen. But, you know, like, in some other, a lot of other times, of like, there's no way the villain's going to negotiate with you in good faith. Yeah, but I he love, was. Yeah. He was. He negotiated in good faith constantly. I love the samurai that, you know, hung up his sword and... You know, was oh. done with it, and like, and then gets dragged back into it, and then at the end, finally has to pick the sword back up and get back into it. Well, oh, it's, it's, well, it's iconic. Well, it's awesome. Well, here's the thing: is that they show the movie Shane, and that's yeah. basically this movie basically almost very strongly follows the plot of Shane, which is one of the probably better westerns. I so I'm a huge fan of Shane. Um, yeah. I would push back a little bit in terms of like this falls the plot of it because Shane's very much about a town and about um right, but it, it's still it's still it's still it's about it's about taking the hero and pulling him back in. Yes, it is definitely has the thing of the 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 the, the hero and pulling him back in, and also even when he doesn't when he doesn't want to want to fight anymore. Um, the fat that Alan Ladd and the kid scene that they see in the movie, and then that becomes Wolverine's eulogy, was freaking. I I had tears in my eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. I was that. I I welled up. I it had was, tears in my eyes, and the people behind me, at like the the next three rows behind me, openly sobbing. Was your nephew crying? He he denies it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the age of denial. <laughs> Or would it be D Ninel? <laughs> this is what we have to put up with, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. Guys, it's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> uh, gosh. Wow. I mean, yeah. So, do we guys have any um, uh, final thoughts or other things in terms of rap or are things we want to talk about before we get to rap? Yeah, I think it's in a pretty good spot. I think the silence sells it. Yeah, definitely. Yup. Is that Logan is a very good end cap for what they have done thus far. Definitely. I just hope they leave it as an end cap. Yeah, I think it is. I think the reason why it's going to stay that way is, is that both Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart from My Brain Interviews, they're off and on about whether this would be their last one. Um, in many ways, especially Patrick Stewart. Mm -hmm. But then when he saw it, he, like a few months before it came out, it's like this will be my last one. I think that they both see that this is a really good movie. Mm -hmm. That this they don't want to put out another bad movie. No, I think they we don't like want another X three. I think they want to end their iconic run with this role, with these roles, with like something that people consider to be critically acclaimed. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of interesting that their last movie is definitely their best one in this. Like. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I love X2 and I actually love everything in the first class stuff. I liked Days of Future Past. I liked Age of Apocalypse. I think people have their heads up their butts. It was a I, it was so, the biggest episode of X-Men Evolution I could ever watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's I what I'll that, say about I Apocalypse. Thought, I thought that movie was just all right. Yeah. Here, here's what I'll yeah. say. I will say that X-Men Apocalypse was probably the most comic booky yes. of all of the movies. I agree with you on that. Yeah. And for that, I appreciate it. But it's, it also deviated the furthest from any of the established lore of the comics, which is really a really weird thing to do, right? Like well, you literally take it and make it the most comic booky, but you deviate the most. Uh, and you're so, all, it's also a little weird in terms of deviating from lore there, and that Apocalypse is actually one of the most cinematic villains. It's not weird. He's not strange. He's like he is an ancient mutant who wants to take over the world and has four cinematic lieutenants. Like yeah. that's just like it's straight up like it's boom right there done. Stick a fork in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean this is. But Logan, however, is a better than all of those movies. Um, I would at least say as an X Men fan, would you say Logan's the best move one they put on screen? Yes. Yeah. I still have a really so- really have a soft spot in my heart for X one and X two, mm. but Logan is definitely up there with those two. Mm. Yeah, like I would I would mm-hmm. say the way you should watch these movies should be X one X two, uh, First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, then Logan, and be like there, cool. Don't bother with X three because X three is terrible and they did everything they could to wreck on it. Yeah, that, that's not even. It's not yeah. even in there. No. No. It's not even a movie. It's not even yeah. a movie. Didn't exist. Didn't happen. Just like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Nope. Well, so X3 has one good scene in it. And that's the scene with Angel right at the beginning when he's a kid. And he's, like, cutting into his wings. Okay. Okay. Like, at the very start of the movie. That's, like, the one good scene in the movie. Oh, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of X3. Yep. It's like the one decent scene in that entire movie. All and right. You can feel that one of the directors wanted to go with that route. And then, nope, he got canned and someone else came in. And that's all they had left of his legacy, basically, of mm. that director. They're like, oh, wow, that was really cool. All right, so we're going to do this. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then never get back to that. Excellent. All right. Cooley, where can people find Redbeard Podcast again? redbeardpodcast.com and everywhere else using Redbeard Podcast as your search keyword. Yep. And you can find us the spoiler cast at on iTunes, on Stitcher or on our website at threeheadedboy.com, threeheadedboy.com/spoilercast. Yep. If you want to see more of our fun stuff, you can check out our YouTube channel or our Vidme channel, which <laughs> Check I, out our Vidme channel. Check out our Vidme channel. Vidme's great for us. Can I say can I say one more thing when you of course. when you put Redbeard Podcast in the search it's Redbeard, all one word. Yep. Don't go oh to the space I've seen, I've Is seen there a Redbeard so, podcast? No, but I've seen so many people put red space beard and then look at me and go, I can't find it. Okay. And it's like, I'd, yeah, it's really? all one, it's all all one word. word. Yeah. No, of course it's one word, but like yeah. A, people put space bars in like a search in, in, in a, in a, in, in when they're typing it into a bar. Yeah. Yep. That's bizarre. Guys, guys remember... The, the, I'm not making it up. The website Unicode for <laughs> a Space is for 20. This is uh, Herb Stan reminding you that Anne of Green Gables and Anne of Avonlea are sacred. Goodbye, everyone. Hard. That's my creed. My creed.
cold I've been scorned and slandered and ridiculed too Had to struggle every day my whole life through Seen my share of the worst that this world can give But I still got a dream and a burning rage to live Walk hard, hard When they say you're all done Walk bold, hard Though they say you're not the one Even if you've been told time and time again That you're always gonna lose and never gonna win Gotta keep that vision in your mind's eye When you're standing on top of a mountain high 